ever since the dawn of time, man has been fascinated with alternate planes of existence. And now, our scientists speculate that a multiverse filled with infinite possibilities lies just beyond our grasp. Welcome to the Multiversal News. My name is Greg Lineweber, and I will be your host. And we will discuss what is fact, fiction, and theory. That which is not real in our universe might very well be real in another. Join us and let the reality of your world be real for us too. Hello and once again welcome to the Multiversal News. I have uh, some startling news that I'm going to give to you right now that I've been holding back on for some weeks now before I got government approval. Um, what I haven't told you from the beginning is that I have been given uh, actual, I've been recruited by the government to be the spokesman and the news source for the multiversal news. About 10 years ago, a program was ca started called the Zero Project, in which our scientists were able to open doors to alternate universes. Our, uh, a top-secret government organization went in to initiate contact with these alternate universes. And uh, through this, they also recruited uh, alternate Greg Linebubbers in these universes to also start alternate multiverses news. Um, so right now, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to be in contact with some of the multiversal news from other, multi, uh, from other universes. And the reason being is right now, folks, uh, we've become the laughing stock of all the other universes out there. It's, it's terrible. They seem to think we're some sort of we're a bunch of clowns over here. Uh, so anyway, um, this all has a has a, re a lot to do with the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, and, and I'll talk about that more. I'm I'm a little I know we're all annoyed with this, right? So um, anyway, um, I thought I would start off by talking to uh, James T. Lineweber, uh, host of the Multiversal News in Universe Four Two Seven Three One Nine. Uh, Darren, uh, get, are, are we connected with him yet? We're bringing him in now. Bringing him in now. Okay, good. All right, James. Uh, James C. Uh, Line Rover is the is a is actually me, but what I would have been in a, if the universe were a little bit different. So uh, anyway, uh, like I say, this is top secret, but it's not top secret anymore. This uh, information is now coming to light. And now we're here to share this with you. By the way, my guest is uh, Spencer Fornishari. He is uh, uh, representing Stiff, and he's going to be showing some of uh, some trailers here today uh, for this particular uh, show. Um, but right after we get through doing some of the actual news that I have been uh, recruited by the U.S. government to do, are we ready to go? Is, is uh, James uh, ready to talk? Okay, put him on. This is James T. Linebubber of the Multiversal News in Universe 427-319. As you may be well aware, we have been watching your universe, and to be quite honest, your universe has become the laughing stock of the multiverse. Your people are allowing oil to spill into the ocean, and your own government is not doing anything about it. 
and destroy your ocean? Have you gone completely mad? We talk like this because it's in honor of our president, William Shatner, the 37th president of the United States of this universe. We were able to win World War II against the mighty Indonesian Army and Navy. They were completely controlled by their corporations. They had no control. They, of course, might have done something like this. That's crazy. Why aren't your own people in your country stopping this? Okay, J James, uh, well, uh, part of the reason we have right now is that our, our people are not controlled by the corporations per se, but they just pretty much run our for office with tons of money and they win. Uh, that sounds really strange and bizarre. So your own people will do nothing. This is why the other people in the multiverse and all the other universes alike are laughing at you right now. Well, because right. it seems totally insane and inept. Okay, okay. And your you own got corporations are so foolish. They can't even control their own drooling processes. Okay. And have caused this gigantic, huge accident due to their own negligence. Well, okay, James. Well, this is James C. Lineville signing off. <laughs> hey, <laughs> come on. There's no reason to laugh at us. Like, oh, God, what a jerk. He didn't even give me a chance to explain what our situation was like here. Yeah, dang, you know, I wanted to explain that our politicians spend tons of money on our elections, and, of course, the people are just a little slow on picking up on the BS that gets streamed out. But he's got a point. I mean... We are idiots, you know, I mean, come on, what are we, what are we letting these people do this to us for, you know, I mean, we've still got the spill going on in the ocean, our government hasn't stepped in to do anything, so, uh, you know, unfortunately, James T. Lineweber from the alternate universe has a point, I guess we are the laughing stock of the multiverse. All right, well, we got somebody else on there, how about uh, a Slytherin uh, Lineweber from the reptilian Earth, I believe he's going to want to chime in with his two cents too, no doubt. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, Hello, Greg. I'm Slytherin Lineweber of Universe 746823. And uh, we couldn't help but notice uh, that over in Universe Zero, which is your universe, <laughs> which is uh, co uh, quite ironically labeled Zero, that uh, the people of your alternate Earth seem to be so blasé about polluting their own world the way well, you're doing it. Well, no, we're not. tons of oil gushing out into your oceans, and your own government is doing nothing about it, but just well, standing idly by. Well, that's well, that destroys the oceans and even harms your own economy, and your own people are doing nothing. How do you account for this? Well, okay, look, our politicians are bought off by the corporations, and then, they, of course, they don't do anything but sit around and do what the corporations tell them to. Well, it, I guess, as far as excuses go, I guess that will do. Well, you people really should be ashamed of yourselves. Of course, we've had a lot me, longer to evolve. I mean, on your planet, the dinosaurs were wiped out. And you, we, on our uh, universe, on our alternate Earth, the dinosaurs evolved slowly into us and we've been around for about oh interesting two or three hundred million years so uh 
We don't use fossilized fuels, and we would think such a thing would be degrading and grotesque. <sighs> I... That's not... must be nice. Well, that would be nice if you evolve beyond it. You have the means to do it. You have solar panels and wind yes, I know. Uh, generators. Those are simple enough, and yet you don't even use these. <sighs> you people are so yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. all right. Well, this is Slytherin Lionweaver signing off. <laughs> but, but there's no reason to laugh. Uh, come on, give us a break over here, all right? Come on, we're, we're we haven't been around for a while. But, okay, all right. Well, that was pretty cruel of Slytherin here to just lash into me and then laugh at us like this. I mean, come on, give us a break. All right, true. Our corporations run our government. They get extra easy deals, and of course, they're not being fined hardly at all for the huge gushing mess they're making. Oh, so it's a total, total waste, and yes, we deserve to be laughed at by the other universes. Come on, people. Call your local congressman and express your outrage. Okay. Well, um, anyway, um, that's pretty much what's going on right now. I guess the uh, government's given me permission to myself feel a little bit embarrassed about what's going on here. Perhaps uh, some people within the government would like to see things changed also. But right now we've got something much more important to talk about than us being the laughing stock of the entire multiverse. We've got the Seattle True Independent Film Festival coming up, and that's more important than anything in the universe or any other universe ever made. Okay, uh, well, uh, Spencer for, uh, Pornishari, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. I would say uh, live long and prosper, but I can't <laughs> actually make that hand gesture. <laughs> Well, that's okay. That's not a problem. Could you tell us something about the Seattle True Independent Film Festival, how it started and how you got into it? Um, you know, it's much like any of those film festivals like Slam Dance. You know, it's sort of um, a group of filmmakers who were rejected by larger festivals who wanted their work to get seen, uh -huh. decided, you know, get together and put together their own film festival. I mean, I love SIF. It's a wonderful fe uh, film festival. They show tons of films, but it's pretty hard to get in as a really true independent sort of micro-budget filmmaker and yeah. a lot of the times um, they get lost in the shuffle and we're trying to provide an avenue for those filmmakers to get their work seen. Great. Well, I think that's really a, a great idea and you've actually got a, a rather large film festival. This isn't just some small group of grumpy no, filmmakers. I mean, I mean, yeah, in, in comparison to SIF, which shows, I think, like six or seven hundred films, which is the biggest film festival in the world, I believe. Wow. Um, we show about 150 films. I think it's about 50 or 60 features and about 100 shorts, um, which in and of itself yeah. is one of the biggest festivals. I mean, we show a huge number of films. Yeah, that's like... Uh probably a, a, one of the top 10 film festivals in the world. Yeah, in terms of numbers, yeah. probably. Wow, that's incredible. I'm, I'm really amazed and you guys are sort of like taking on SIF itself in some ways, although well, not really. Yeah, I mean, we really try, I mean, we try and fill a different sort of niche. I really, you know, you look at the, the name Seattle's Seattle International Film Festival and we're Seattle's True Independent Film Festival. Yeah. I feel like they really work more towards that global niche, show stuff that uh -huh is worldwide, whereas we really try and focus on those films that, you know, if you don't see them at STIFF, you might not see them at all, whereas yeah. SIF films circulate and they might come back. 
So yeah. we really are, if you don't see him here, you might never see him. Viva well, la Nerdcore for life. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, yeah, I, there's a, a lot of good films. I've been looking over your catalog, and uh, there are some films that I would really, truly love to go see. Well, we hope that you do. I mean, we've got a wonderful $50 badge that gets you into everything. So, wow. Yeah, all the films, all the music, all the comedy gets you in everything. And our monthly screening series, Stiff Nights, throughout the year. So That sounds great. Now, everybody deal. pay attention. The $50 badge, good on you. Yeah. Now go out there and buy one right now, as fast as you can. Yeah, going quick. Well, okay, now there's a, you know, a bunch of movies here that I'm really interested in. And I'll just start right down from the beginning, uh, like uh, I Heart Doomsday. This is a, a film that caught my eye because uh, who isn't interested in the apocalypse? I mean, uh, I wouldn't say I'm in love with it, you know, but... Uh, I enjoy watching it. I wouldn't like to experience <laughs> it, but... <laughs> well, no, nobody would unless, of course, you can find out some way to survive, you know. Yes, you know, I've, I've watched enough films like uh, The Day After Tomorrow. I think I'm yeah. well-equipped with <laughs> the apocalypse here. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Well, I've seen a bunch of them, too, and The Day After Tomorrow was a pretty good one. I like that one. Um, boy, I mean, I, nobody wants to be here when the 200 what tidal wave hits and that's uh, I, I feel like if you watch any film from like Roland Emmerich you're pretty much preparing <laughs> for the apocalypse yeah or some or yeah well do, do you have a trailer can are you ready Darren with the iHeart Doomsday let's see it humanoid robot, a thinking and learning machine, an autonomous automaton, behold, the A number one. Nice. It's taken me years and a fortune in stolen funds, but it will go out into the world, it will go to Tatiana, my lost love, and it will make her feel my soul as I will feel her caress. And thus, I will woo like a worm my woman back into the dirt of my life. And I myself will bore deeply into her heart. We will have a love so powerful, so powerful it will pop the mountains like pimples and flash boil the oceans in an instant. A love so powerful it will stop the heart of the world.
in mind the possibility she won't. No. This is love, supercomputer. This is my love. And I hope you and A number one understand that. You made him, Max. I know. Has the best of both worlds of comedy and the end of the world. You know, it, it sounds great. Um, I'm impressed. I was not lucky enough to get to screen this in advance of the festival. Um, we get 500 submissions at least, and <laughs> I, I mean, I, I screened probably <laughs> 30 or 40 films, um, uh -huh. so I wasn't lucky enough. But everyone raved to me about how much fun it is, and you know, you're right. You got both. Uh, comedy and drama to it, and who doesn't love it? Yeah, a lot of the world. A lot of slapping. Uh, one guy got his balls knocked. Yeah. Uh, let's see some licking. <laughs> licking of the face, always yeah. a popular thing. <laughs> always, always a good sign when the doomsday uh, goes with a. And I mean, I, I think you really gotta uh, pay attention to the fact that um, independent film is a very tough thing to make, and to do things like genre, you know, like westerns and sci-fi and uh, all yeah. that stuff is pretty difficult actually and so for someone to actually attempt to do that on a low budget sort of scale is impressive and it's nice yeah. to see that sort of diversity um, and that's one of the things we try and do believe me i know yes. i have been there it's very tough to do science fiction on a limited yeah. budget yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more just how tough that can be yeah absolutely so um, I, i'm definitely uh, a big fan of that and you know uh, I'm definitely going to be one to see that when it actually screens during the festival. Oh yeah, well I'm, I'm, that's on my list of films to see for sure. Now uh, there's a couple of other films I'm interested in here is like Kiss the Abyss and Netherworld. Uh, let's, well, uh, Kiss the Abyss should be interesting. Uh, Darren, are we ready to go with that one? Could you tell me something about this film? Uh, Kiss the Abyss um, is about a a marriage, you know, the love of a spouse, or I guess it doesn't have to be a spouse, the love of someone else. And when that person dies, what lengths you go to sort of keep them in your life. And you know, this person sort of, I mean, sort of an apt uh, comparison would be like Pet cemetery, you know, where they, they're dead, but you go to the lengths to bring them back and what sort of are the um, effects of doing that? What are- the, Hell I mean, boy, you want a miracle, I gave you one. Okay, you know, I, I do want a miracle, you know. You, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, this husband really loves his wife that much yeah. and he's willing to take the risk. And when she comes back, she's not quite the same, is she? Um, no, she's not quite the same and <laughs> he's still willing to go along with it even though there are problems, to say oh. the least. <laughs> no, every marriage has problems. Is, this a, is this a comedy, too? Uh, no. no. It's not, not so much a comedy. Definitely oh much boy. more of a horror type thing. Yeah. yeah. No. But, you know, he's still willing to put up. Some marriages put up with uh, all sorts of things. This one just happens to put up with so some sort of murderous ba tendencies. Basically, she's a zombie with a... Yeah. She, zombies got to eat, too, you know? <laughs> mm. so, oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. So it's let's, a, let's see it. Darren, whip it out. Yeah, well, you know. Hellboy, you want a miracle. I gave you one. 
Listen, I'm not the bad guy in this situation, okay? <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> That's pink cigars for everybody. Hello. with me. had a girlfriend like that once uh, yeah she was getting to be kind of a problem and reluctantly I broke up with her but uh, but uh, no okay seriously folks that's it sounds like a, a really interesting film yeah, it's, it's got a lot of interesting dynamics going on because after she dies he has to work or he works with her family like they're involved in the process of bringing her back to life uh -huh. so there's all sorts of weird dynamics that sort of come out of that and oh, good. It's, it's, good. it's a lot of fun I mean I believe uh, amongst our screening team we deemed that it had the hottest zombie of the <laughs> festival for what that's worth you know <laughs> alright yeah, yeah. so that's uh, always uh, an interesting twist to it hottest zombie oh, yeah. wow. Well, you heard it here right. first. That, that gives it a, an extra bonus. Yeah. Okay, now the next uh, film I'm, I'm, I was interested in looking at was The Netherworld. Now, what's the, what's the, uh, the description of The Netherworld? Uh, let me bring it up. Since I did not have the privilege of getting to screen this, it is a film like no other, shot entirely with a 35mm still camera and featuring a multi-ethnic cast. Netherworld redefines the traditional fairy tale of the modern age. Oh, interesting. interesting. Uh, 35 millimeter, that's pretty impressive for an yeah. indie film. That's a, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, yeah. No trailer listed. Well, that's just too bad. It's, it's so good, it doesn't need a trailer. Folks, this is one I definitely think you should go see it. But now, what do we got left next up is Remember Me. Do you have a trailer for that one? Remember Me, by the way, folks, is not a zombie movie. It's not science fiction. It happens to be made by a very good friend of mine, Meredith Binder, and uh, oh, yeah. Ian. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, fellow screeners, and uh, definitely a clearly a well-known throughout the Seattle film. Oh, yeah. Did, did she help screen movies for the Yes, first she has for the last couple well, of years. Well, I think she's just one of the nicest yeah, people I've wonderful. ever worked with. Yeah. She, she helped me to... Uh, make a movie that I'm still working on right now. Uh, she seems to appear in every film that comes through <laughs> Seattle, so, you know, everyone in the yeah. film community kind of knows her. Well, I've, I've already said the name of that, this movie I've been working on for some time now already, but uh, anyway, Meredith Binder is a, a very good friend of mine, a very good actress. So are we ready to go with this? Let's go ahead and, and play the trailer on this one. Go about it. 
just his face. Dozen eggs, loaf of bread, dryer sheets. You haven't called the cops, have you? No. This is better. There, very good film. I think you definitely need to see this one. This is a short film, but it's worth going out just to see this small film alone and anything else you can see that night with, uh, with Stiff. You know, one of the things I uh, don't think a lot of people really appreciate is short films. You know, a lot of times they don't get the glamour and the respect of features, but it's nice to uh, see that a lot of short films are, are played at Stiff. I mean, we yeah. show probably around 100 short films. We have short wow. film blocks. We try and or we do attach short films to all the features, you know. We try and sort of pair them together to kind of give you a little something. And short films are really a complete labor of love. There really isn't a lot of money to be made doing short films. So, yeah. you know, they, they can be wonderful stories in themselves, but... Again, this is one of those things that you can't really see a whole lot unless you go to a film festival. You don't see sh short films in theaters around the country. Yeah, well, that's a more than good enough reason why we should all go out there and support these artists. Because uh, it takes more, more uh, to make a, uh, it takes a lot of time and patience to make a, a short film. Uh, almost as much as it does to take a, a longer film too. Now there's some more, uh, um, films that uh, I'm interested in here. Um, Reverie. Now that, that's, a, that's a film that I'm, I'm interested in. Uh, do, you, do we have the trailer for Reverie? Okay. Uh, what's, what's the description on the Reverie? Uh, struggling with his grasps on reality, Ray finds himself seeking help for his reoccurring nightmares. It's a All great right. premise. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm a daydreamer too myself, and boy do Absolutely. I have a, a vivid in imagination, and of course. I mean, I think the the most clear example of uh, nightmares is Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I well, that's can't sleep. Yes, I think I hear it. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, see the, uh, do we have the trailer ready? Well, whip it out. Okay, is it downloading? Well, anyway, Reverie sounds interesting, and it, uh, this is the kind of movie that uh, you definitely want to bring a date with you, right? Uh, so uh, the more scared she gets, the more she's going to hang on to you for dear life. That's true, you know, a fringe benefit, you know. Yeah. And, um, it's, <laughs> it's really an, an interesting sort of thing to see those films that are all about psychology as much as, like, scare. Yeah. You try and get into that realm of what's fact and what's fiction, and um, that's, that's really an interesting sort of thing. Yeah, the psychological uh, uh, thrillers do more for me than the straight, simple, blood and gushing uh, I, I, I At the very least, I find there to be a much more interesting sort of replayability and depth. Whereas, you know, once you see the shock value of Jason or somebody popping out and killing someone, you might get you once, but the next time you see it coming yeah. from a mile away. Whereas the psychological kind of stuff, that can, that can linger. That can always and go, that, and yeah. I mean, that's also more realistic in, in reality. Is. I mean, you can't, I, I'm not worried that Jason is going to come and get me, but you know, 
We're things. also jaded now, aren't we? Aren't we just kind of jaded to the point where you see a bunch of blood in a movie going, oh, ho-hum, yawn, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, no there's sort of this, like, nuclear arms race of blood in films where, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, well, that film did that much? Well, we're going to yeah. do that plus more. What's the body count? 27 dead yeah. bodies. Okay. We're enough. going to do more than that. Okay. Uh, do, do we have uh, the uh, clip of Reverie? All right. Folks, take a look at this. I can't sleep. I have these nightmares. Nightmares aren't uncommon. Nearly everyone has them at some point. Not like these. Oh, please don't. first walked in, I thought you were some crazed lunatic, but now I don't know what to think about you. I can show you things you wouldn't believe. Let me show you. How do you know any of this? You wonder if this is it. If this is all there is for you. And I can tell you there's so much more. very very interesting intriguing a good trailer uh, uh, I mean there, there are two things that I would really want to comment number one um, the, the production value looks phenomenal I haven't yeah. gotten a chance to screen it but it, it looks incredible I mean it looks like anything you'd see in any theater any day of the week so yeah that that's a common misconception I find is that people think independent film and they think cheap and that's not true at all I mean we have films that could easily be on par with something that you see from Hollywood, but they don't get the same sort of marketing support and all that to push it. And so you really have to give these films a chance, yeah. and you will be frequently impressed. Number two, you're right. Trailers are uh, film festivals' best friends, uh, news' best friends. Like I cannot tell you how much I appreciate trailers as someone from the film festival, because I can yeah. be like... Oh, I love this film I just saw. You gotta check out the trailer. Yeah. As opposed to just being like, oh, this film was great. I yeah, know. go see it. <laughs> it definitely adds a whole other dimension. Well, of one thing support. I noticed in the trailer is really good music, really good backup music. You know, good good uh, backup uh, yeah. music is, is important to a film. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I mean but can we really jump judge a film by its trailer? Ah, just have to <laughs> judge a book well, by its no, cover. You're right. I, no, I, some of these films are amazing in quality and in production. And you're right. No, but um, I mean, I've, I've you know, long said that any film check. can look good in two and a half minutes. So yeah. you can't you can't judge a film by its trailer truly. But 
it does sort of give you an indicator of like the production qualities and stuff like that. So I wouldn't necessarily say um, when you see a trailer that you look at it and you go like, oh, that instantly looks like a great film. Like recently I saw The Losers. I thought that was a great trailer. Saw that movie, it sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, believe me, I was sorry too. So. You'd think the title would uh, would uh, be a warning for us, right? Uh, I did. I felt like one after I gave them my money. I'll tell you that much. But like, even, but <laughs> even even if a film is bad, um, you can get a lot more from uh, seeing a trailer than you can just a description. A description yeah. is harder to sell people on than a trailer. If a trailer at all looks like it's some, yeah. up someone's alley, they might be willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Whereas if a description, it tells you nothing. It makes really. me wonder if uh, MacGruber's gonna suck. I mean, uh, the trailer looked good. I, I tell you, one of my friends actually just saw it, and he said it was the best Saturday Night Live spinoff since oh, okay. Wayne's World. Yeah. But for the record, there are no other good ones. So. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, Blues the Brothers competition Wayne's isn't yes, very not, The bar right is very low, but. Well, I've, I've, I thought it, would, it might be a good one. I'm just going to have to go out and see that one. I, I love I'm Kristen Wiig, so I'd probably see it yeah. just for her. But the rest of it really, if you're not doing a good trailer, <laughs> that really screams as much as anything of yeah. a problem. Because yeah. two and a half minutes, you can throw all your best bits in. And if you can't even get two and a half minutes worth of good bits, that yeah. is a sure sign of trouble. No kidding. Wow. Okay. Well, okay, now here's a movie I'm sure has got to be as good as MacGruber. And it's Scream of the Bikini. This has got to be a good one. I just, just the title alone makes me think of it. Now, uh, do we have, uh, are we ready to go with that? Now, do you have the description of uh, the Scream of the Bikini over here? I do have a description, and I actually was able to see this film as part of a screener. Um, what did you think of it? You know, I will say, honestly, it was not my thing. I don't do camp well, and oh, it, I see. but if okay. you love camp, it's going to be wonderful. I can, I can tell you that much. I'll tell you what. Let me read the, the uh, sure. description. Oh, description. I love doing this sort of stuff, okay? The description for uh, Scream of the Bikini. Here we go. Um, where is it? Right. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, let me take off my glasses for this. Set somewhere in South America in the 1960s, supermodel bounty hunters Bridget and Sophia are mankind's last hope against an insane mastermind bent on world domination. Yeah, I love doing that sort of stuff. It's very dramatic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, let's let's see that clip. Let's see if it's as good as the description. Visionary recluse Fernando Fernandez presents Bridget, Killer Blonde, and Sophia. Deadly with brown hair. By day, supermodels. By night, bounty hunters. Girls by the double in trouble. The word is that the man you killed yesterday was a computer genius. This is impossible. We killed him. Hand over the microchip. The, the microchip. microchip? The people that hired him are going to want that microchip back. For it is very powerful, you see. It can hold one kilobyte of information. Well, if it is not our beautiful hostesses. When do you return to England for the International Conference of Eternal Peace? And where there is peace, there is danger. Now, my sweet. You are not so wise, for I have passion and anger. 
Latin America's biggest stars come together for the most anticipated movie of 1966 in a life and death struggle of beauty versus evil. What me? It is a regular adventure. Wow, that one looks really good. Be sure and see this one before you see McGruber. And uh, I mean, it's definitely got some attractive leads. I'll give it that. And I know, <laughs> I know I'm not the target audience for it. I, I don't I don't really do camp, and I don't really do musicals. Okay. So I'm not the target audience. But yeah, I, watching this, I could tell that there were people who would love to see this. And that's me. I well, want to see well, that's this why, one. <laughs> that's why we program a whole selection of films. If it were the Spencer Independent Film Festival, that might be a different thing entirely. Might not have made the cut. Huh? Might not have made the cut, but we, we want to try and get a diversity of films out there. Well, Spencer, everyone. from all the people who like really campy, weird stuff like this, thank you, thank you, thank you for including I'm, this I'm one. supporting you. <laughs> I'm all there for you. All right. Well, uh, we have time. We have about 10 more minutes to uh, whip out a few more movies. And um, let's take a look. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, the Crimson Mask is one that uh, kind of looked interesting to me. Is this one you had a chance to appreciate? I did not see The Crimson Mask. Uh, I don't even have it listed. Hmm. Oh, maybe it's under the. Hmm. Okay, yes, here we go. An outwardly wealthy businessman and a professional wrestler who's fallen on hard times find their fates colliding in an alternate universe, New York City, where an ancient conspiracy could prove the path to redemption. A crime noir thriller with strong fantasy undertones. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a look at this and, and find out if this is an actual alternate universe that's been discovered by the, our uh, secret government uh, organization. Uh, uh, here on, on uh, in our universe. Uh, this would be interesting to know if uh, we've got that crossover filmmakers that are coming in from all different <laughs> universes with films. It wouldn't surprise me. We get some very interesting folks <laughs> submitting work to uh, stuff. So. Yeah. Have well, you had any reptilian lizard people come in with any films? No, but I could definitely tell you some horror stories of films I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds, sounds, sounds really interesting. Do we have that trailer? Still loading. Well, that's okay. Uh, anything that involves alternate universes, of course, is right up my alley, and it's uh. And you got to give uh, it up for a description like that. That's yeah. Actually, the kind of description that would interest someone, you know. Yeah. It's it's so wild. It's so out yeah. there that I don't I don't know what the film is actually like, but it look or it sounds like it would be wild. Definitely got my attention. I'm uh, very much interested in this one. Just. Of course, if you want to interest me, you just have to say alternate universe or uh, bikini uh, uh, murderer. You know, um, that, that was sort of the kind of things you get. I don't know. What caught my attention was an ancient conspiracy that could prove the path to redemption. I don't know what that means necessarily, <laughs> but it sounds yeah. interesting. It does. It does, yeah. Redemption is uh, important for all of us. And I'm all for, always for conspiracies, you know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit of a conspiracy. Now. Well, I'm, I am too. Uh, can we see the, the see it there? Now, let's take a look at this redemption.
Okay. Wow. Well, uh, we're having a little bit of a video difficulty. Um, yeah, I don't know what I saw, but it kind of looked like eyes wide shut or something. Yeah. Kind of, kind of curious as to see what's playing out. Have there. you seen this one by chance? I have not seen this one. Okay. But it, 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 I mean, from that description, I'm all on board. Sounds I mean, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it too. Good. There's something like a well, that I couldn't exactly see too much of an alternate universe with the slapping of swords and stuff, but. Uh, you know, with an alternate universe, you expect uh, trees to grow upside down or something. Or to I don't know. I guess isn't that the whole thing that like there's an uh, an alternate universe for every single decision that could go a couple different yeah. ways. So I mean, I just saw that Star Trek episode last week. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. So which alternate universe was this one, Darren? This is the ITV universe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. All right. <laughs> no, it's, it was that the butterfly effect, you know. Of, flaps its yeah. wings and there's a hurricane who knows what's playing out what's in gonna this. happen yeah. yes exactly so well, don't judge a book by its cover let's, let's wait the, uh, that trailer oh, certainly it. certainly it's always always good to be fair yes give them a chance and let's see what they can do can yes. we can we see if that one works John? Lots of tension and fighting and electricity. And I, you know, I, 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 I can't say it enough, um, but I like action in indie films. You really yeah. don't see it a whole lot. So when you do it, it's a real treat. Yes, it's really nice when they do choreography right. It's really yeah. tough to do. There are a lot of very uh, diff, uh, films that try to get good fight scenes, and they just sometimes come across lame. You know, like the well, I mean, it's it fight choreography is really tough because I, I yeah. can tell you, big budget films that do bad action choreography. Yes. Oh yeah, like yeah. I mean, Christopher Nolan, the director of The Dark Knight, for the yeah. longest time was criticized for his action sequences. <laughs> and, you know, if if Christopher Nolan's getting criticism, then nobody's. Safe. Well, yeah, like Star Trek has, has notably had some awful. The music was good. Yes. But the, of course, the fight scene was. <laughs> I just bought a whole onslaught of Gorn on Star Trek Online, so I'm getting really sick of seeing green lizards and green women attack me. <laughs> well, I can't. And those get fight scenes aren't that great either. No. <laughs> no. I know, but that was. Sometimes I just kind of like it anyway. All right, we're getting close to the end of the show here. 
Um, I wanted to remind everybody that the Taken, now if you'll remember, we saw earlier that Richard Valentine and uh, Jessica Vaughn were on my show about a month and a half ago, and they were showing off the Taken, and it's going to be showing here in town. Please go see that movie. If you, uh, you'll regret it for the rest of your life if you don't go see this movie. I'm sure. It's well, not only that, but it is a local film, and Stiff is yeah. really a, very conscious about trying to promote local filmmakers. Yes. And so you know, absolutely, go out and support them. It's, I'm sure they'll be at the screening. Um, yeah, it'll be a good time. You can drink at all our venues if that's another added incentive. Oh, good, good. Oh, drinking? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all that's, right. that's another thing that separates us from Sif. Woohoo! Yes. All right, party. Yes, party. absolutely. Yes, exactly. We try. Excellent. Well, folks, we cannot argue with that. Let's be sure yeah. and get down there. Yes, and that's yet another reason why to get all, that all-access badge for oh, fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Does that include free drinks? Um, I don't remember. It might include drinks from our liquor sponsors because we have liquor sponsors. Um, so yeah, uh, boy, I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I think (laughs) that there might be. Well, I think that still would be pretty good. Okay, folks, it's about time to wrap up things here. Now, what have we learned here on the Multiversal News? One, we've learned that I am now an official government spokesman for Project Zero, where we cross into other alternate universes and are finding out the truth that we do live in a multiverse of many universes that are parallel to our own. Now remember, your world can be different. You can change the circumstances of your own universe here just by making those right key decisions. Make those decisions and make yourself a better person for it so that our universe won't be the laughing stock of the multiverse. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead and uh, conclude this show right now. Thank you very much for being here. Harris Host. Oh, yeah, and don't forget, Harris Host is the uh, uh, website hosting that I'm doing here. I'm going to get a website up soon with them. And also, you want to check out uh, a great bookstore called uh, Twice Sold Tales. Go out to these and support these sponsors because they support me. And can, can I throw much. in trueindependent.org for Stiff? For more information, get trueindependent.org. That's yeah. right. Do it for sure. Thank you very much, folks, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Be sure to go out and see a lot of movies. Thank you very much.
I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or face any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the law offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The law offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today. appeal at an appealing price. Whether you want traditional, carriage house, custom wood, or even glass garage doors, we have an option that's right for you. Make the right decision. Call Precision. Problem solved. 